0: Welcome to Kick Commentaries. As always, I'm your host, chick Dell Mastro, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host, Keaton Byer. Hello, Keaton.
1: Very exciting. We've it's a very exciting month of of movies here.
0: Yeah, really. So at th- at this point, you might expect us to come up with you know a clever clever joke that is both related to this movie and funny. But you know, have you really been have you really been listening to this podcast? That would be inconceivable. <laughs>
1: oh uh, that's good i was wondering where you're going with that i was gonna say i was gonna say, like, quote unquote clever but but no that it was part of the whole roundabout bit which i am now ruining <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> it's okay i think i made it through yeah yeah that's good
1: so yeah we're doing the princess bride today which is uh which is awesome
0: great movie Got eight film,
1: probably one of the best movies we're ever going to do. But we'll talk more about that in a bit.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've done so many movies; it's hard for me to pick at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, like, I feel
0: like only the bad movies are worth ranking.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, we'll 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 get into how we're gonna rank this one in a moment. Are are
0: mind. are we gonna rank those? No,
1: no, not exactly. That's not exactly what I mean. I just mean like we'll we'll get into it we'll get into it but first we have All to right, we, we have to talk more about the film that we're doing which is The Princess Bride which I'm sure everybody listening is probably familiar with
0: but if you aren't yeah you should watch it
1: you should watch it you should stop right now ideally and go and watch before
0: listening to us cuz we're going to ruin it yeah
1: we're going to ruin it for you but yeah as we always do and even though we never say that we're going to but that's kind of the whole
0: well i think we do sometimes like if there's a notable twist like in uh get out
1: yeah that's true if the whole point is that it's the twist and also that was a relatively new film i feel like it matters less yeah, if you're doing a film that came out like 30 years ago
0: yeah if we're doing the sixth sense i'm sorry we're not gonna ruin it for you, you know? yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like... what do you suppose the limit is the time limit on ruining films like when? how long ago can you like how long ago is it safe to like? I ruin would say block? fifteen years. Fifteen—that's more than I thought. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say like five. Okay, but then uh, fifteen yeah, seems know. fair. Anyway, that's an aside. Um, I guess we can we can go into the summary. Yeah. Uh,
0: so that's that's uh, gonna be a lot. I think. Uh, good thing it is your turn today.
1: No, it's well, it is my turn, but it'll it'll be uh. It'll be it'll be a cinch because <laughs> I I don't know I've probably seen this movie like a million times. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, I've seen it a bunch as well.
1: So yeah, there you go.
0: Uh, um. So with without further ado, should I get the timer going? Yeah,
1: let me know when when the timer has started.
0: All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. Uh,
1: Okay. Okay. So the Princess Prize. <laughs> you've got, um, you've got Fred Savage, um, and you've got Peter Falk. Uh, Peter Falk is Fred Savage's grandfather. Fred Savage is is sick, and he's got, he's clearly in Chicago because of all the Chicago stuff he has around his, uh, his bedroom. Um. Anyway, he his uh, Peter Falk, his grandfather, comes to read him this story, and Fred Savage is not happy about it. Um, But Peter Falk tells him this story about uh, uh, Buttercup and Wesley, this uh, uh, farm hand and maiden who are immediately falling in in the deepest, most purest of love. Um, But because they're so, you know, they're not very well off, Wesley goes off to seek his fortune, Um, but his ship is captured by the dread pirate Roberts. Um, and Wesley is, uh, uh, they, they, they all assume that Wesley's dead because, you know, the fucking Dread Pirate Roberts, you don't come back from that. Um, so then we skip, we skip forward a little bit and we see that, that, that Buttercup is now, she's been engaged to the, the prince of the land, um, Prince Humperdinck. Um, Humperdinck. Humperdinck, 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 Um, and this is like, she, she's clearly not. Very into it, but you know he's the prince. What can she do? Um, so she goes for one of her rides, uh, uh her her horse rides. When she runs into a a, a trio of of um, misfits, Vagabonds. vagabond misfits, um of inter in, of of varying sizes, um, and basically they capture her, take her across the river or take her across the sea because they're gonna try and frame. Gilder. Um, and as they're going, they get... Uh, they realize they're getting trailed by this uh, other ship. And, you know, this is, seen, this is not conceivable that this could be happening. But yet they press on. It's inconceivable. It, one, one might say that. Um, so then they reach the Cliffs of Insanity where Fezzik, the giant... Um, he starts carrying the three of them up 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 the, the the cliffs of insanity which is pretty insane but you know they get to the top and then there's a fucking epic sword fight because the man in black who's following them gets to the top and you know he's chasing them he's chasing them he he, he wins the sword fight he keeps going and then you know th- th- then he takes on the giant and at this point you know it's getting interesting you're like who is this guy he's 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 bested the swordsman and now he's he's taken on the giant then he bests the giant and now he's like All right this guy's pretty cool so he moves on and now it's the last guy the sicilian and he 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 challenges to a game of wits uh uh, uh, and the game of wits is about drinking poison it's who has the poison and um eventually clearly the man in black wins the uh the 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 battle of wits because he outwitted the sicilian um and then he, he, he takes Buttercup, runs away. And then they get into, like, you know, sort of a, a, a tiff. And she realizes he's the Dread Pirate Roberts. And she's like, you killed Wesley. And he's like, you, how you fucking are going to marry Prince Hupperdick, So, like, fuck you. Uh, doesn't matter. And then she, like, pushes him down a mountain. And he goes, as you wish. And she's like, oh, it's Wesley. So she, like, fucking falls down after him. And then she has to, like, they have to, like, run away from Prince Humperdick through the fire swamp. They fucking battle a r-o-u-s and then they fucking get to the other side but then fucking christopher guest who has six fingers fucking kidnaps them uh and then takes fucking wesley he they say they set wesley free but they take wesley to the torture hole where they take away a lot of fucking years of his life and the buttercup is like what Pit of despair, keep pit of, going. Pit of despair, and then, and then fucking they, Wesley, or Buttercup, is, like, gonna marry fucking uh, Humperdinck because they think Wesley's gone, uh, 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 but she's like, I, I'm not gonna marry you, and and, and Humperdinck yeah, well, is like, I'll send fucking, uh, I'll send all my ships, so then fucking, sh- he, he doesn't do that, though, he goes and he tries to kill fucking Wesley even further, because he's pissed off, and then Buttercup uh, is, like, gonna kill herself, but meanwhile, fucking, uh, 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 uh uh, Indigo and Fezzik are, are, are fucking together again and they fucking get, uh, they get Wesley and they get Billy Crystal's help and then they fucking storm the castle and they get fucking Buttercup and they fucking kill Christopher Guest in his six-fingered uh, 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 horribleness and they fucking get away on the white horses and fucking ride off into the distance and then we cut back to Fred Savage who is like, Fuck yeah, Peter Falk here. I'm so fucking uh, glad you're my grandpa. Come back and read me the story tomorrow because it's dope. Fuck All yeah. right, there
0: you go. Yeah. Pretty much dead on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some important bits that I don't know if you uh, addressed. Yeah, I, but, definitely, uh,
1: I definitely uh, skipped a few important details, specifically probably the backstory of uh, The yeah, Six Yeah, so fingernail. the reason
0: why Christopher Guest... Is uh, why uh, Inigo, who is the swordsman, by the way, I don't know if you mentioned that. Why he wants revenge on for Guest is because he killed his father.
1: Yeah, yeah, he killed his father when he was a boy, and he scarred his. Cheek. My
0: name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare, Prepare to, to die. die. Exactly. Um, and what else? Uh, I think that's mostly the most important thing.
1: Yeah that that was I think the biggest thing. Um, I, I kind of skipped over the whole, um, like, it may have been the whole fact of, like, the whole mostly dead bit.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, right, because the, he gets, he gets killed in the, in the pit of despair by the machine, yeah. And then the, uh,
1: the way he comes back and bests Humperdinck isn't necessarily important. It's just that it's a it's a good time.
0: Well, he take he gets the pill from Miracle Max.
1: Exactly, Billy Crystal fucking saves the day. Exactly, because um, he what well, he's you know fucking takes the chance to get back at Humperdinck who fired him.
0: Humperdinck, 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 humperdinck. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty decent summary of 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 all the stuff that goes on.
1: Yeah, and like I said, if you're here, you've probably you've seen it, so you know, you know what happens. You better have go go watch yeah, it. Yeah, go watch if, it. Like if you're if going you to that summary, then you're, just, you're yeah, gonna have that's, a rough time going forward. That's um, true. Yeah, but that's just you know to catch you up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into the initial thoughts. What do you uh? What do you think?
0: I mean, this movie's an absolute fucking classic. So, I, like, it's it's just got ev- it's got everything, man.
1: Yeah, it it's just, got
0: the uh, fucking sword fighting. Yeah, it's it's got, got true love. It's got true love. It's action. Got, it's got action. It's got it's got the laughs. You it's know, got, yeah,
1: it got comedy. It's got fucking yeah. tears. It's got it's got everything, man. Exactly. It really, really has special effects. It's
0: got <laughs> Billy Crystal. It's got
1: Billy Crystal. It's got Wallace oh, Sean.
0: It does have Wallace Sean.
1: <laughs> it's really, it's honestly like a perfect movie in a lot of ways. Like the what I was alluding to earlier, just kind of the like the the scale of rating is like is not necessarily like an actual like uh, one through ten or whatever, but like mm-hmm. this is definitely I would say like my top desert island movie because I could watch this movie over and over and over and over again. And not, not be using
0: awesome, a Butthead to America? <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually, that's a very good... I mean, that would be on the list, for sure, on the desert <laughs> Island fucking <Okay>. list. <laughs> we might have to do that. Hopefully. That's a great movie. Oh my god, I haven't watched that. I actually just started rewatching King of the Hill, but again, know, that's on okay, the other yeah. side. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> oh fucking, Let's not get distracted. Uh, Mike Judge is <laughs> yeah. a genius. Uh, that's true. But so is Rob Reiner. But so is Rob Reiner, absolutely. Um, So Rob
0: Reiner, who, by the way, we covered in a previous film when he did Spinal Tap, which is another fucking excellent movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think we kind like. I think we might have undercovered that movie a bit, but yeah, maybe. But you know, we'll try and right the wrongs this time around.
0: Exactly. Tell you (laughs) all about Rob Reiner.
1: Yeah, like I mean, you know the the important things, especially in relation to this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is probably one of my favorite movies, for sure. Like Desert Island Wise again, it's hard to rate. Like you know, is it the best movie that we've ever covered? It's hard. To I make.
0: can't. I can't say, so. Necessarily, but that's like I'm not gonna like rate all the good movies we've covered.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking like
0: like I feel like they don't deserve to be compared. You know what I mean? I know,
1: totally, exactly. It doesn't like, really. They're not real. It's apples and oranges in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, you know, different things. So I feel like ones. it's a
0: lot easier to rank bad movies, in my opinion.
1: Oh, of course, because they're all bad in the same way, whereas good movies are all good and much dynamic. I don't know. Ways. You can be
0: bad in different ways. I
1: suppose that's true, but at the end of the day, they're all bad. You know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, at the end of the day they're all good. Yeah,
1: I guess. <laughs> That's a um, good point.
0: But anyway, nothing takes away from the fact that this movie's excellent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking cuz like last week we were saying Wayne's, For- Wayne's World. Wayne's World's one of the best movies we ever covered and I'd say this movie's probably better than Wayne's. World. I think
0: once again they're in a sense good in a similar way.
1: <laughs> they are good in similar very there's a lot of similarities really in tone. Yeah. Between these movies. Yeah. But.
0: Although, there's not any, I was just thinking, I don't, I was trying to remember if there was any fourth wall breaking. No, no not in isn't. this
1: movie. Yeah.
0: Well, unless you, I mean, there's, the, there is the kind of bits where it cuts to the framing device, though.
1: Yeah, I suppose there's that.
0: Which is kind of similar to that.
1: There are, there are, again, yeah, there's similar qualities. <laughs> For yeah. Yeah, the uh,
0: because there's that bit where he's like, you know. The eels don't get her.
1: Yeah, exactly. That that functions basically in the exact same way, really. Fred <laughs> yeah, Savage exactly. operates as, as the f- audience. Because <laughs> he yeah.
0: is. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the surrogate for the audience.
1: Yeah. So I guess let's get it, because I keep talking about Fred Savage. I guess let's get into the basic facts, because Fred Savage, you know, is he, he has a long and prosperous Hollywood career after this and before this. He's still going, yeah. Yeah, well, not really that much before this, but... He, not really hollywood. Yeah, movie.
0: I think this this must have been one of his earlier. This movies. was his big
1: break, but he had done like yeah. some, you know, commercial work prior to this and I think he was right, in a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. What was the show he was in? Fuck me. Anyway, I don't actually know. <laughs> he was in it. He was in one of those 80s shows yeah. as the kid. Uh but anyway, mm. so this movie is 1987. Um Rob Reiner as we mentioned he's a fucking genius who is just Spinal tap in this movie, what else can you say, right?
0: I mean, you could go through the rest of his movies. There's some good ones there, too.
1: I know, but you just in proving that he's a genius filmmaker, you you needn't go right. further than that. <laughs> you could.
0: Okay, so was the, was the film you were sorry, was the TV show you were talking about The Wonder Years? Because that was after this.
1: Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. What was before Is What was there anything before it?
0: Uh. He was on an episode of *The Twilight Zone*,
1: <laughs> so not really. So this was his big break, no. really. Yeah, um, that is the uh, that is
0: the uh, a- 1985 *Twilight Zone*, not the uh, yeah, 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 original. yeah.
1: He he was not born. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now he's now he does a lot of TV directing, mostly, right? Yeah, he's directed a lot of episodes of *It's Always Sunny* especially the earlier episodes. Oh, has he? A lot of the earlier that's episodes, funny.
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, I
1: don't know Yeah, about it's it.
0: always cool I think when uh when like an actor like moves on to doing direction.
1: Yeah, especially when they're like a child actor. I mean, that's kind yeah. of the same Rob Reiner is a similar thing. Like he's it's kind yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah, definitely. Which we'll get into in a moment, but um and also when we talked about uh, uh who else did we talk about is uh, what's his name, fuck? Ron Howard is like that as well. Yeah. Um this movie when it came out, it was pretty moderate success. I think like at pretty low really. Like I think it made like yeah, uh, it was like $16 million and it made like 30 million back, so you know, whatever, but Right. As... I have a
0: feeling that the title might have hurt it. Why? Uh well, just cuz like, you know, it doesn't seem like it's a comedy, you know what I mean?
1: Right. It doesn't really sell what it is very well.
0: It Like, it doesn't really sell what it is very well, you know what I mean?
1: No, it's true. I feel like I have a very vague memory. It's extremely vague, mind you, because I saw this movie, like, very young, but of, like, not thinking it was going to be what it was, Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, I think that is totally possible. <laughs> I, yeah, that's the point we... of the book and the movie, which we'll get into. Uh, that's the other thing, is it's based on a fucking book. That's the yeah. uh, the one other thing we overlooked.
0: Uh book by William Goldman, absolute legend.
1: <laughs> yeah, William Bill Goldman. Yeah. Who's uh let's see what his other th- multiple
0: time Academy Award winner.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's got he's so much stuff fucking under his belt. He is a true fucking Oh sorry, I,
0: I, I misspoke though. This this the book was not by William Goldman, it was by S. Morgenstern.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You got to be you got to be uh diligent with this sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, let's so let's let's talk about the book cuz it's based on a book and there's not really a hell of a lot to say about the book because it it bleeds into the movie interestingly in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. So like the book came was published in 1973. Um was extremely popular. Like, people really connected with it. And it it was kind (laughs) of, as you mentioned, (laughs) it was written by S. Morgenstein. Stern, sorry.
0: Not Stern, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Who was like... Basically, he's like... re. It's like an abridged version of a fairy tale that's already been told. Yeah. So that's kind of like the style of the book. Uh, Is this author adding to stuff and it was a super mm-hmm. super popular book the The guy who wrote it as we mentioned the guy we were talking about Abyss Legend he also wrote the the uh, script for the film which is also an extremely interesting detail which we'll talk about more later but because that doesn't that ha- often it happens that the the, the writers involved in kind of like adapting it and like they're like co-credited yeah
0: but very rarely do they actually does the author of or the original actually write the script
1: yeah exactly and he's the he's the soul sole... uh, did that
0: didn't that happen in uh the exorcist though
1: yeah that did happen in the exorcist that's true that's yeah. a, that's true so it's not unheard of um yeah
0: but i mean usually when that happens i think you end up with a a good result yeah
1: well exactly you get a you get a film yeah. that is like accurate to the book, and this film is certainly accurate to the book. Like
0: Right. Which I have not read I have not read
1: it either. I've skimmed the plot line and there's basically nothing that is not covered in the film. Like they expand upon wow. a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you get some of like, you know, uh you get Fezzik's background, you know, you get you you kinda get like Yeah, that's true.
0: We don't really get much of a background on him. Exactly. We get Inigo, but uh
1: exactly like you get kind of more of a of a of an idea for how that whole trio came together I think and it's mm-hmm. just like a little bit again every, it's a book right <laughs> there's more hours yeah. involved in exactly. getting through it so there's more stuff but like again every plot point I was like reading through the book I was like really expecting to find something that was left out but like honestly it's almost note for note the same thing it's just told in a slightly different way <laughs> yeah which is uh which is interesting.
0: But actually I was just remembering we do get a tiny bit of backstory about W What
1: what what is it?
0: he's from Greenland.
1: Oh yeah. And oh, he used to be Greenland. unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that, Cassidy, please. Yeah. Uh <laughs> oh, oh god.
0: Yeah Wallace Sean's excellent <laughs> uh, Yeah
1: he is And also Andre the Giant I don't know if we We, we mentioned him yet
0: Yeah I don't think we have But we will, we will definitely Talk more about him Yeah he's
1: <laughs> He's a big part of this movie Obviously <laughs> mm-hmm. Unintentional pun
0: Oh Cause he's big Yeah cause he's big He's a giant He's
1: a giant Yeah it's in his name Um, But yeah so About the book Back to the book Yeah so basically Note for note Exactly the same Um, and shortly after the book's release, uh, Rob Reiner's father, Carl Reiner, uh, I don't know if we've
0: mentioned Carl Reiner before, but we definitely have.
1: (laughs) Last time we talked about Rob Reiner, we talked about Carl Reiner.
0: Oh yeah, did we? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, uh, big sort of like comedian in like the, uh, 70s and yeah. 60s and 70s, even earlier, but uh, he did a lot of work with Mel Brooks, too.
1: Yeah, along with Mel Brooks and uh, 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 Jerry Stiller.
0: Yeah. Actually, yeah, he might have been mentioned in that, too. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Just famous, you know, uh, 60s comedian, 60s, 70s yeah. comedian. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so basically his... His career is kind of what kind of, you know, kick-started Rob Reiner's career. Like we were saying, he, he grew up in show, showbiz, like, you know, like Ron Howard, as we mentioned, but also Ben Stiller, as we mentioned, because I just yeah. also mentioned and Jerry we Stiller. mentioned,
0: I, they all kind of grew up, like, sort of together, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's kind of funny, really.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> They're all, of, like, a similar generation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean their like their parents were all like friends and shit, right? Like Well
1: Yeah, which is interesting, which is like I wonder if they interacted at all. But Ron Howard and and, and uh um Rob Reiner are, are older a little bit than Ben Stiller, right?
0: Well that yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> like a decade at least. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so he grew up in show business. He he his first few roles were like uh, on like little TV things, and I think he he did some stuff in some of his father's projects, which makes sense, obviously. Um, n- of note, in 1969, he was uh with Steve Martin. He 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 was uh, another legend. Another true legend. He was Steve Martin's writing partner, um, on the Smother Smothers Brothers show, and uh, they were like the youngest. The youngest writers to ever be on the show. And they were wow. a writing partner. I don't know how, to what extent they worked together mm-hmm. at all, really. But they were writing partners on the Smothers Brothers show, which is uh, n- known, but not by me.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's, you hear, you, it's referenced in pop culture. I hear it in movies all the time, right? <laughs> Anyway, um, after this, he got into acting. He started doing uh, uh, All in the Family, which, again, before our time, one of those sitcoms. Yeah, like,
0: the only thing I know about this, like, uh, the- I've seen, like, a couple episodes of the show, and all I remember is just, like, um, fucking Archie Bunker, who is, like, the main character, exactly. just, like, yelling racist shit at Rob Reiner. <laughs> <laughs> calling him a polack and shit yeah
1: yeah yeah that's that's (laughs) true um and that was the number one show on american television for five seasons um so that kind of set rob up pretty nicely i think uh to kind of do what he wanted again in the same way that ron howard was on fucking uh what was it? happy days happy days yeah yeah uh, 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 Rob Reiner fucking started off with just straight out of the gate the fucking, you know the best
0: Oh right, it's Final yeah. half was his first fucking movie
1: Yeah <laughs> That's like, come on
0: Yeah Well I mean, it wasn't directed by Rob Reiner It was directed by Marty DeBerge
1: Right, 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 that's right Rob yeah. Reiner was, he was just around I imagine but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he learned a lot from being on set, <laughs> on the set of Spinal Tap. I, yeah. you know, some people say he was the 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 de facto director because you know Marty DeBergi. Well, I
0: mean, although Marty DeBergi looks an awful lot like Rob Reiner,
1: some people say they're the same person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you make Spinal Tap. Um, that. I I don't, I don't remember. Actually,
0: before we move off Spinal Tap, uh, I don't know if this is the right point in the episode to mention this, or if you have it later on. But you know that hat that he's wearing in Spinal Tap is in this movie, right?
1: No, The hat it that is. who's wearing?
0: That Rob Reiner's wearing. Really? The USS Coral Sea.
1: <laughs> Nowhere. where? What?
0: Yeah, it's in uh, well, it's in um. Was oh, it in Fred, Fred Savage's, Savage's room? Be- yeah, it's in Fred Savage's bedroom. That's it's hilarious. Right next to his bed. <laughs> Apparently, it was put in at uh, at Mark Knopfler's request.
1: What? That's weird, but also, you know, it makes sense. You know, I, I, I imagine Mark Knopfler's a big fan of Splinal Tap.
0: Well, we'll get into it when we talk more about him, but uh, I think that had a lot to do with him getting doing this movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, He's an interesting character. I'm excited to talk about him yeah, next week. Too. Um, But... Yeah, so Spinal Tap... uh, Did Spinal Tap do well? I don't remember uh, very well. I think it was
0: pretty successful.
1: But then he did one other film between uh, Spinal Tap and then he did Stand By Me. Um, Right. Which I always forget was him because it's obviously a slightly different tone than some of his other films. Um,
0: Why? Because it's... (laughs) Well,
1: specifically different tone than this film in spinal tap i mean he he's, he's yeah. across the board in his career, which is why again he's such a good like fucking artist <laughs> yeah absolutely um, he can do so many things well he and he's such a good fucking f- actor like yeah,
0: that's true not not many people can do all that. he learned from the best
1: right his 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 pure raw talent um absolutely comedy talent. Um, but yeah, so he's a huge fan of, of this book after his father, uh, gives it to him. And he pretty much from the start, I think, wanted to make it into a movie. Like, I think he always, mm-hmm. this is kind of like his passion project. <laughs> um, yeah. there's a, there's a great quote from him here from Variety, uh, about, kind of trying to get it made that I think is great for setting up kind of the pre-production period if you want to read that quote
0: Yeah, so he says that it was an impossible sell. The funny thing about uh, about it was that before I made Stand By Me, I had made Spinal Tap and The Sure Thing I had a meeting with the executive of Paramount. She said, we love your films what do you want to do next? I said you don't want to do what I want to do She said, no, that's not true I want to do what you want to do I said, no, 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 no. You want me to do what you want to do? And she said, no, no. I want to do what you want to do. What is it? <laughs> I said, the Princess Bride. She said, well, anything but that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So apparently this fucking... CEO can't go for that. Uh, No can do. No. They were, apparently they've been yeah. pro- approached with the idea before, and they were adamantly against it. And I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like... If you think about it, eh, like you know, if you gave the pitch that of like my plot pitch to like a, a movie, like a a producer,
0: right? Well, I mean, although th- they knew it by name, so like, I guess maybe they read the book, but
1: uh, I, but uh, the book was really popular. Like it was really popular, yeah. and again, they had been approached with the idea mm-hmm. to to do it. I I forget fucking what studio. Um, right. He was he was talking to at this point. But he definitely bounced around. But, yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) apparently, yeah, at various points, Robert Redford had pitched the movie or had been... Not pitched the movie. That's not necessarily true. These are just names of people that were, like, prior to Rob Reiner, like, wanted to do it or were attached Mm -hmm. to earlier versions of the film that never got made. So, you have Robert Redford. You've got Richard Lester. You've got uh, Francois Truffaut, who's a French New Wave director. And then you also have Canadian Acad- Canadian, not Canadian Academy, but a Canadian, comma, Academy-nominated director, uh, Norman Jusin, who also brought the, uh, the idea. But uh, none of them apparently could sell it to the uh, studio, so... It was nobody um,
0: except Rob Reiner.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well <laughs> I don't even know how he so I think eventually basically he just uh he went to uh the spinal tap producer Norman Lear, who had mm-hmm. also worked in All All in the Family, and he mm-hmm. convinced uh he convinced him to put up the money. I think it was twentieth century Fox that um
0: what the that, that the movie. It? Give me one second. You are correct.
1: Yeah, sick. So tw- 20th Century Fox, and then... I was just
0: going gra- to grab the back of the LaserDisc here. So I, like. I assume
1: that's where you were going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think the production companies are all just, like, uh, small, probably, production companies that are... Yeah, if I'm looking here, yeah. the one's owned by Norman Lear, and then the other two are... Yeah buttercup films and the princess well i mean a lot
0: of times it's like produced like it's like they create the production company just for the making of the film for tax reasons
1: and yeah that's clearly what they did here um so
0: because actually (laughs) this is if if the if the company you know um basically they make the whole company as as a thing, so that in case the movie doesn't do well or they go under, they could just declare bankruptcy. And oh, then... right,
1: we've talked about this before, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: it's a way of insulating yourself financially, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the context for that? Somebody fucked somebody. I else can't. Over I can't remember. That, but in that, yeah, for, in that exact way. Yeah, it was like Godzilla yeah. or something. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, or maybe yeah. it
0: was uh, maybe it was Kubrick because he did a lot of. Funny financial things. Oh
1: yeah, right.
0: <laughs> um, but we anyway, did, we
1: talked a lot about him as well, so yeah. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so basically, once they have the cash to make fucking, uh, they have Norman Lear's money to make the Princess Bride. The next step is to get, uh, Goldman involved because s- Rob really wanted him involved in the project. Yeah. Clearly. Um which was Makes like sense. the right call.
0: I mean also like uh, William Goldman had like done a lot of like uh, scripts and stuff in Hollywood. Yeah, like he, he wasn't he wasn't just a novelist.
1: Exactly. He's an absolute legend. Like he he would not he would know what he was doing one hundred percent. Um like
0: uh, he did like uh just off the top of my head, like Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, All the President's Men. Etc., right. which are both Robert Redford movies. Actually, that's funny.
1: That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's probably why Robert Redford wanted to do it because he was familiar with. Yeah, that's know, true. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's interesting. An interesting connection. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Rob obviously is a huge fan of 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 Goldman. So he's like a little bit nervous to approach him, but you know he does because mm-hmm. he needs his, his approval to make it and uh uh, goldman liked his vision um probably again because it changes nothing
0: (laughs) yeah that's true
1: um and he clearly again he clearly wanted goldman to write it rob reiner clearly wanted goldman Mm -hmm. to write the script because script yeah again he there's no changes and it all just kind of like he's the sole credited writer Mm -hmm. and it was seemed like it went extremely smoothly so you know
0: that's always good. They they got along well. That's uh, that's good.
1: Exactly, exactly. The visions lined up. So yeah. I think the first few, the first thing to do when after this was they started casting, they got Mandy Patinkin and Christopher Guest. Um, yeah, so
0: Mandy Patinkin was uh, Inigo Montoya. Uh,
1: yeah. Who was,
0: <laughs> aka the Spaniard.
1: And his uh, and Christopher Guest was his. Uh, was a.
0: Uh, the six fingered man. Yeah. His uh, his his enemy. Count Rugen. Yeah. Yeah. His nemesis.
1: His nemesis, exactly. That's the word I couldn't find. Um and then Carrie Ewell's was
0: Carrie pretty... Elwis. I had to look this up.
1: Is it actually Elwis? It is Elvis, yes. <laughs> Carrie Elwis, Elwis, Elwis. So they saw so Carrie Elwis is the first um first choice. He's Basically, totally unknown actor. I think he'd been in like one film, but this one film is what they saw, and they they wanted him for whatever reason. Hmm.
0: Well, I mean, because he's the perfect man for the role.
1: But how they saw that was is is again. I guess that's the genius of Rob Reiner. Um, and apparently, uh, Elvis had also had, um received the book as a gift, uh, from his from his stepfather. And was also oh, a pretty wow. big fan, so similarity there between between the two of them, um, and he was filming in Berlin at the time, so so Rob Reiner flew to Berlin to visit him to have a conversation about it, um, which is it, it's interesting because like the two when you look at the two perspectives. Um, from like Rob Reiner's perspective it's just the way they were talking about it There's like yeah he had the role from the whole time it wasn't a fucking f- formal auditioning process it was like whatever mm-hmm. and then you go to Ellis' perspective and he was like uh, uh, he's like <laughs> I don't even know uh, do you, actually I have a quote from him here do you want to read that
0: yeah he said I didn't think I was going to get it at all frankly because I was an unknown actor at the time and it's not often that they hire unknown actors to be the lead films in Hollywood it's very rare <laughs> yeah, uh, although I, I should point that you know how how rare is it for you know the director to fly all the way to fucking berlin to go like check you out uh when he doesn't intend on casting you
1: yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good point that's a good point maybe he thought like maybe he's thought just thought he was a high roller <laughs> he's doing yeah a lot i don't know i guess know how, it, how things work
0: i don't know Rob Reiner does not strike me as like a high roller. that big of a high roller. <laughs> no, Although, really. I mean, you know, I guess probably everybody in Hollywood is a high roller, like from our perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They're all fucking millionaires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, not everybody
0: in Hollywood. All the all the successful people in Hollywood. Because the, the, there are plenty uh, of people in Hollywood that are not successful
1: and uh, that work for a living. <laughs> the elite, <laughs> but, the Hollywood elite. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, I also read somewhere that uh, he almost did a Fat Albert impression.
0: <laughs> That's interesting.
1: That made Ryan, Rob Reiner laugh, and it was implied that that helped him get the role, but obviously I don't know. I'm not
0: that, sure how that relates to the role, but how okay. How true that is, <laughs> but, but... Maybe just because he thought he was funny?
1: Thought he was funny, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so he cast him, he got apparently like a week after the Berlin meeting, he got the message that he mm-hmm. he was in the film. So then you have uh, Buttercup, which was apparently a fucking huge struggle. They, I think the the cast. Yeah, so they went
0: through a lot of actresses. Yeah, tons. What I read,
1: uh, like famous ones and unheard of ones. Like they said. Yeah, or
0: ones that were unheard of at the time and later became famous.
1: That is true. That is true. Was one of the Seven. Uma Thurman was one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. What has she been in prior to this? Yeah, good point. Good point. I'm actually thinking of the. Uh, also,
0: uh, Courtney Cox was apparently approached, and she had been in that Bruce Springsteen music video, <laughs> from
1: what I recall. Well, so there you go. At yeah, she was a star. Whoopi Goldberg, um, uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I- Meg Ryan, uh, like, I'm almost kind of surprised she didn't get cast because she's done a lot of things with uh, Rob Reiner.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, she just wasn't right for it.
0: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs>
1: um, apparently, Robin Wright, the actress who did eventually get it, apparently she had- uh... Robin
0: Wright, uh, who we have mentioned before. Yes. She's been in a movie we've covered before. Yes. Do you remember what it was?
1: No. Wait it. For was it. Moneyball, actually. Oh, Right, she's his, is she the yeah. wa- his wife, his ex wife? Yeah, ex-wife? she's
0: his ex wife. Yeah,
1: who's like with uh uh Spike, Spike Jones? Jones. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, for whatever reason, he's just in the movie. Yeah, yeah that's a uh, nice
1: cameo. That's good. That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> um, she uh, that was, yeah, she was. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Also, you know, classically a Forrest Gump.
1: Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh what a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about good, good movie. movies. Exactly. <laughs> um the one of these days. One of these days. One of these days. Um Yeah, apparently she had auditioned for one of his previous films, but was like just not quite there yet, but they like, you know, mm-hmm. kept their eye on her and then, you know. Um when she finally read for this role, the casting director, Jane Jenkins, was like this is perfect this is great fucking show it to rob rob was like she's perfect this is great um, yeah there was
0: there's was a really good quote that i read uh oh, yeah. earlier that, that uh about about the moment that uh i guess for when she got cast or at the very least uh the first moment that, that uh bill and rob met her
1: <laughs> yeah what well, what is that
0: okay so um this is from uh, jenkins actually um Basically, that uh, I will never forget this as long as I live. The doorbell rang, Rob went to the door, and literally as he opened the door, she was standing there in this little white summer dress and her long blonde hair. She had a halo from the sun. (laughs) (laughs) She was backlit by God. And And Bill Goldman looked across the room at her, and he said, well, that's what I wrote. And it was the most perfect thing.
1: That's hilarious.
0: I'm just imagining... Uh, how this went down is like you know, in Wayne's world, for his film we covered,
2: yeah, where exactly.
0: when when Cassandra is shown for the first time,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: that's what I'm imagining, yeah,
1: that's exactly what happened, I think, yeah, well, that's what mm. it sounds like because like what I also find super interesting about this quote is because this is when they were this is like after Rob Reiner had had. Been like, yeah, she's she's perfect. They Mm -hmm. they took it. They were like, okay, we have to now show Bill Goldman. So Mm -hmm. that kind of says to me that he was like the top of the the creative chain of command here. Like he had kind of final veto power on the casting, right? Yeah, which is or at least they at
0: least wanted to get his opinion. (laughs)
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I guess so, but it uh, just kind of seems like they, they, at least, really. Yeah, I mean, they. It, it, Rob
0: Rob seemed to very much like you know at least uh, respect his, uh, you know, authority on the subject matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Since well, it was his book, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess that's not necessarily true. Bringing back Forrest Gump, you know, the second book is not necessarily uh, what you would call an authoritative sequel.
0: What, the second book of what? Forrest Gump? Yeah. Yeah, but we're not talking about Forrest Gump right now.
1: <laughs> I'm just, no, it's, but it's, a, it, that's a, that's a comparison. That's a what? To, the fact that the, the sequel is, anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: I'm not sure where you're going with this.
1: Doesn't matter. Point you're is, right uh, whatever. I forgot what my point was. Yeah. Forrest Gump, Space with a yeah. Chimp. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um so now you you've got to cast your giant um which is another there's another great quote from Jane Jenkins about this um so sh- they were in a meeting you know a casting meeting and uh the, the quote says uh, i asked during a meeting so this giant guy what are we talking here how big and they told me like Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah. So the role So they
0: they got Andre the Giant then?
1: Yeah, he was he was who they were picturing for the role. Right. So, so yeah. I heard
0: that uh that Arnold Schwarzenegger was also considered for this role.
1: Really? I did not see that, but that, that yeah. makes sense. And that, because...
0: and that he actually also said that they should go with Andre the Giant.
1: That's hilarious. Well he was right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like so basically, they called up the WWF, um, which is not the Wildlife y- Federation.
0: World Wrestling Federation, precisely. Now known as WWE. Exactly. World Wrestling Entertainment.
1: Um, uh, <laughs> Um which was you know where Andre the Giant was under contract at the time. Um, he was actually in Tokyo. He had just done a match in April in Tokyo, and the the they were gonna the filming was sh- set to start like at the end of the year. And he, uh but he was, he had a gig, you know, he had another uh, uh match, big match in Tokyo mm-hmm. um at the time that they were supposed to be filming and that was going to pay him $5 million. <laughs> so wow. basically over at the WWF, they're like, do you have more than more 5 than million? More
0: than 5 million? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And I
1: think they're like... I don't think we can give Andre the Giant five million dollars for this role.
0: I just wanna point out this was around the same time as they live. Which yeah. uh, also featured a prominent uh WWF star.
1: Yeah, this is even the same year, isn't it? 87. Yeah,
0: so uh yeah. I wonder I wonder if uh if they were just trying to squeeze every penny out of uh Rob Reiner that they could.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. That seems to be kind yeah. of their mo a lot of the time. Well, like Vince
0: McMahon specifically. But yeah, like, I, yeah. Was, I wasn't. Yeah, him I wonder if he was like yeah. involved in negotiations.
1: Like, his personally. name did come up. Yes, his name came yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah yeah. So basically, what they what they said is they they met with every big actor in hollywood <laughs> or big person is what they said right. like yeah, every I big mean, actor or person you could think of they met with like
0: big like literally big
1: like literally big like physically yeah, large large person because they they wanted an actor they weren't gonna clearly they didn't want to force perspective this they wanted a fucking big person
0: they wanted a giant
1: yeah um they wanted andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that doesn't why it doesn't surprise me that they met with uh, uh they at least talked to uh, Arnold
0: just because he's big
1: yeah because he's a big guy it just makes yeah. sense that they would talk to other wrestlers
0: other Well, he wasn't a wrestler
1: oh yeah well sorry other, just other big people <laughs> big, other muscly people who was on my oh well Lou Frigno they talked to Lou Frigno he was a wrestler right no. Oh, he was also a body. He builder. was a bodybuilder. I'm mixing and he, body him and, and
0: uh, he had the rivalry with uh, Arnold. With, with
1: Arnold, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting all my 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 fucking pump lore mixed. None up of these people my... were.
0: None of the people you list here were wrestlers. No, except I know. For Andre, I
1: I know. I'm getting my you, my my wrestler. You
0: and... you wrote here that they also asked Karim Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, and he was uh, big, he
1: was a big fan of the book. Apparently.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Okay.
1: So he was interested.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
1: <laughs> Just cuz
0: he's tall. Yeah. They wanted
1: to cast him <laughs> because he's huge. How tall is he?
0: Um, let's find out. 72.
1: 72, that's huge. So he's taller yeah. than Andre the Giant by 2 inches. Yeah, but
0: Andre the Giant is definitely like larger in oh, terms I, of like He's volume. listed 72 here. Okay.
1: So basically right. the same. I mean, yeah, Andre the Giant volume.
0: <laughs> in terms of volume, like Andre is clearly larger.
1: Clearly, look at those um, fucking hands.
0: Yeah, uh, Carl a classic giant. Classic giant,
1: Men in Black. He been spoke in so many things.
0: He wasn't in Men in Black. Uh, he was also in uh, Twin Peaks. I believe he's been in Star Trek. Yeah, he's uh, he's
1: a guy who he, he definitely was. I think he used him as the um.
0: I yeah, I think I've used him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: As the, yeah, the five degrees. As
0: connection. Yeah. Six degrees.
1: Did I say, what did I say?
0: You said five degrees. What's wrong with you today, Keaton?
1: I don't know. I'm I'm off tonight, apparently. It's not yeah. working. <laughs> uh, okay. I clearly didn't have my coffee. Normally I have yeah. coffee before we record.
0: At fucking ten o'clock? <laughs>
1: yeah, even when we, like, small coffee, Jeez. but, you know. Okay, yeah. Not today. Not yeah, today. Yeah, so, the apparently Liam raw.
0: Neeson... Wanted the role?
1: Yeah. Well, Liam Neeson's tall guy. He's six four. I don't know that he necessarily like how close this was to actually happening. Well, but, like, I, from
0: what I understand, he wanted the role. I don't know if it was mutual.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, they <laughs> he met with he met with Rob Reiner. He walked in, and Rob was basically like, "He's not a giant."
0: <laughs> yeah. This just makes me think of that sketch that he was in, uh, on. Uh, Life is short. Do you know that? No, I'm not with, familiar uh, with that. Where he? You, do you know Life is Short? Uh,
1: that's kind of ringing the, a bell, but not really.
0: It's like it's this uh fucking fake documentary show about uh who's that short guy? Uh, the guy who played one of the Ewoks and and he played Willow. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Warwick Davis.
0: Warwick Davis, yeah. It's about Warwick Davis, but it's uh. Basically, oh uh, yeah,
1: right. No, I, I, I am, I do know what you're talking about. Yes.
0: Yeah, where, where he goes into Ricky Gervais's office and he's like, "I want to do some comedy."
1: That's right.
0: That's what I'm imagining. He's like, "I want to be a giant." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, "You're a fucking terrible, giant." <laughs> like he, he's a foot shorter than fucking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Andre.
1: And he's still, he's 6'4". He's huge. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Like... Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know what they would have done. Like, because at the last minute, fucking Andre the Giant's match in Tokyo is canceled. Um, And they immediately, and I mean instantly, they were fucking in, they were auditioning somebody else. And they immediately left to fly to Paris. Like, somebody for that role? That's what I don't know but right either way they were in the middle of an audition and then right because if it was
0: from. somebody else presumably they would have been called back later
1: yeah exactly like yeah. it's been quite as as painful but like yeah if it was like somebody auditioning for 100 or for uh uh fezzik and then yeah exactly
0: game. it's like oh you're not even gonna watch the rest of my audition like oh sorry
1: Under the Giantsville. no we got the guy see you later yeah <laughs> yeah so they, they've flew to paris because fucking under the giant just won wrestlemania too like he's a huge star right now um, wow his stars top of the uh, as you know as big as i don't really i don't have my finger on the pulse of wwf or e that's not really my world but as far as i understand it's a fucking phenomenon it's a big deal and around that time it was a fucking big deal yeah
0: well yeah this is like uh Mid eighties, you know, you got some very, very classic personalities in uh, WWE.
1: Yeah, this is fucking Hulk Hogan, uh Under the Giant, Bret Hart. Uh that, those are all the ones I know. <laughs> That's the best I can do. Um <laughs> Okay. But there's more.
0: Macho Man, Randy Savage, uh Yeah. Yeah. Oh and uh and the Rowdy Rowdy Piper.
1: And Rowdy Rowdy Piper, exactly. How could we forget? <laughs> How could we forget? No. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. So actually, this is an interesting fact. They gave him when they first met, R- Rob Reiner, and couldn't understand a word. Hunter the Giant was saying.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's probably pretty hard to t- like. It's pretty hard to tell on the movie.
1: Yeah. It is hard to tell. It is hard to tell. He's yeah. got a very, he's got a very, uh, specific accent. It's, it's. Mm-hmm. You gotta have to. On. Un- he's French, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> and he's, he's very French. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but so he gave Rob Reiner gave Under the Giant a, t- a tape. What was Under the Giant's birthday? I feel like was did he. Go by. Andre he's not the called giant?
0: the giant, but I believe he's Andre.
1: Well, obviously his name's not the giant. I just mean like, did he? He, he went by Andre the giant, but I feel like I should like at Andre least Andre
0: actually... Rene Rusimov.
1: Let's say that again.
0: Andre Rene Rusimov.
1: Interesting. Does it say born as, or did he like actually? What did he go as?
0: He went by Andre the Giant, but that was his, his name.
1: There you go. Yeah. So they gave Rob Reiner gave him a tape with his lines on it for him to like just like
0: listen, a, like a cassette. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so could... he like
1: listened to the tape. I think because oh wanted... right, because
0: I guess he probably couldn't speak English.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know how well he could speak English. Probably not well. It doesn't seem like mm-hmm. he could. And I think also like because he couldn't understand him because of his accent. I think he wanted him to phonetically not just read okay. the words. He wanted him mm-hmm. to like phonetically pronounce them so it was at least like. You know, somewhat, let what's the fucking comprehensible version of legible? <laughs> comprehensible, comprehensible, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so that it did work. You can. It's hard sometimes, but you can get comes through.
0: I think it comes across. Yeah, and it's no worse looks. than some of Arnold's earlier movies.
1: Oh God, it's better than most of them, really. <laughs> and his lines are much more complex. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody bought a peanut? Um. So, yeah, so they gave them a budget of 16 million bucks and fucking sent them on their way to make this movie. And I'm really curious, in the end, how much money Andre the Giant made.
0: Yeah, because he was... Supposedly, 5 million was what he was asking for. Or that that was what Vince was asking for, presumably.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, who knows yeah, who how knows? much of that was going to Andre. Because
0: they said that the, the match was canceled, so that that's why they got him, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: So... Yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know how much you made from this movie, but Yeah. Be, it's interesting. Um but yeah, so basically that's that's most of the the pre-production stuff. They this is kind of we get into the the production which uh all, long-time listeners will know uh we usually it, talk about it in the next episode. Exactly. So that's that's uh that's uh, yeah. That's a next week's thing, but so we we'll, But we'll, we do we'll,
0: have some good stuff to talk about right now.
1: Yeah, we're not we're not quite finished. We're not quite finished no. for the week. We got some
0: Good shit. Alright. Well, what kind of shit is that? Is it this shit? What are you here? What's happening?
1: It sounds like a fight between a giant and a normal sized person.
0: Actually, they are two normal-sized people.
1: Two normal-sized people? Yeah, that's true.
0: Welcome to Six Degrees of Star Trek. This is where we talk about Star Trek and the connections between this film and it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. So, uh, I, I always, like, mix up that fight scene, like, what that audio is from. I always mix that up because that's when he's It's It's Spock. used many times. Yeah.
0: But I believe that specific instance of that tune, because obviously this is a clip from the show. That is from the fight between Kirk and Spock, right? You yeah, can yeah. hear because you can hear the ripping of the the shirt.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. You can hear him throwing down the thing. If we, or if sometimes we get to the end of it, we don't. But always they get do to the end
0: use that music for lots of fights.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, is that when he does he fight the Gordon to that fucking uh um? I don't anyway,
0: it doesn't matter. It that's, actually, that's, that's
1: that's a little. We'll look it into could that. it
0: could very well be, uh, we'll, used in that scene. We'll check. I, the I the don't archives. recall. I, the at the moment but uh anyway i thought um anyway so you know the rules uh or i hope you do that um you know uh a direct connection is if somebody is in this movie and in star trek and uh indirect connections uh have several steps which we will talk about
1: all roads lead to trek
0: so we have some very good connections here <laughs> yeah two okay. of them actually i don't even need to do any research on this one
1: you just saw them. i picked it out <laughs> i just picked awesome. it out you know? those are the best ones
0: uh so firstly we have who, who should we start with <laughs> we'll start with wallace sean
1: good place to start
0: oh actually i will, we didn't mention this when we were going over the cast but apparently danny devito was the first choice for this role
1: oh yeah i totally forgot to mention that yeah yeah i think but, like
0: uh they were they were i thought that would be interesting <laughs> Sorry?
1: They were electrified by Wallace Shawn's reading, so... and everybody, Well, obviously, he
0: was amazing.
1: Yeah, everybody fucking was cr- cracking up, so they had to... But advantage.
0: I I, I just would have been interested to see what Dan and would have done.
1: He would have done a great job with it, there's no doubt. Yeah. It would have been good either way, but Wallace Shawn is perfect.
0: We have Wallace Shawn, the Grand negus himself. Who... Has been in uh, seven episodes of Star Trek T Space Nine. Yes. All of them is. has the same role Grand Nagus Zek, who is basically the uh, head of state of the Ferengi Alliance, I should say.
1: Yeah, he's, um, he's top Ferengi.
0: He's the Grand Nagus. What yeah, more yeah. is there to say? Exactly. And he's
1: head honcho Ferengi. Yeah. And look at him. Of course he is. I
0: know. I mean, he even. Yeah. He he he's all his character is not that different than 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 uh, Vizini.
1: He is he is typecast a little bit as a result of because because he's this, supposed this to this be movie. extremely
0: clever in uh in well I guess Vizzini's not Vizini only thinks he's smart but uh you see, he's clever the Grand in Negus, some ways. Yeah that's true, but uh in uh in Star Trek uh Dizai's not the Grand Negus is always like playing five dimensional chess. Like and then like you find out what his plan is at the end.
1: Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. The only fucking p- other person who is more, uh, born to be a Ferengi than Wallace Shawn is uh what's his name Clint Howard.
0: Clint Howard. They both played Ferengi. Exactly. Uh oh, one quick question I have for you about uh about uh Vizini. Yes What are the three classic blunders Because we learned two of them in the movie But we don't know what the third one is
1: Yeah well one is uh... So
0: Never get involved in a land war in Asia
1: Yeah Uh, The other
0: slightly less well known one But (laughs) uh, Never go in With Sicilian When death death is is on the line. line But we never learned The third Classic blunder.
1: That is true. That is true. So,
0: I don't know. What is it? <laughs> it Maybe something to talk about in the truth. Maybe you should look into it.
1: That is something I need to look into. <laughs> wow, that you've just torn open a fucking conspiracy here.
0: <laughs> what is the third classic blunder?
1: Yeah. Holy smokes. Um,
0: okay, so this is another one, uh, which I noticed uh without having to look up. But Chris Sarandon, who plays Prince Humperdinck, plays Humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. Uh, (laughs) He plays Prince Humperdinck. And uh, he was also in an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine.
1: Another Deep Space Niner.
0: (laughs) Deep Space Niner, yeah. So um, he plays the character Martis Mazur on the 1994 episode Rivals, which uh, he's basically sort of a a drifter who... uh, who who finds I this? I do uh, remember that episode. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. Where he finds like this this like orb that is like a gambling apparatus. He's,
1: he he has such a memorable face that I like, yeah honestly, exactly. Had, like, and then he uh, yeah. And...
0: and anyway, he um he uses it uh, to open up a establishment uh, near Quarks, and uh, there is uh, some beef.
1: There. Ferengi, classic Ferengi beef No, he's a Ferengi Yeah, yeah. he's not a Ferengi,
0: he's, he's a human, I believe uh, And then, so the third connection Unfortunately I couldn't find a direct connection But, there are So many indirect connections But I just decided to go with one What is that? Okay, so let's we'll, we'll start with Carrie Ellis, Who has not been All in right. Star Trek But he was no. in The film Robin Hood Men in Tights <laughs> I presume you've seen he's,
1: it. He's great in that movie. He
0: stars in that movie, Mel Brooks movie, he, by the way.
1: He uh, is Robin Hood, indeed. Yes. Mel Brooks. That was. Uh, that was. Uh, what, 1993. That movie was. So.
0: Yeah. Um. But I, I. is Carl. Is Carl Reiner? Or Rob. Re, is Rob Reiner in that movie? Actually.
1: I don't think so. No. Not okay, at least in a main role.
0: I could see how he could be.
1: I could see him being connected to that movie in some capacity, but I don't actually know that he is,
0: yeah, but anyway, uh, who plays in that film King Richard
1: um who does play King richard um Oh, fucking it's it's fucking Sir Patrick Stewart. Isn't it's it? Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> that's right, because he comes. Yeah, that's Captain that's Captain Jean Luc Picard
0: himself. Captain
1: Jean Luc Picard himself. Fucking uh, would have been a better communications officer. No, he wouldn't. I've I've reversed that stance after I've re. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Rob not on this movie. No.
0: Yeah, so that's it. That's the reconnections right there. I could have gone through some other ones, but uh, those are the ones I picked because. Want to talk about Robin Hood, Men in Tights? Yeah, well, classic I mean, movie. You... Haven't yeah, seen that can... movie in a long time. Don't know how well it ages.
1: I yeah, I think I I'm gonna give it a watch. Dave Chappelle's in that movie. He is. He is at at you. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Cary Elwes in that
1: movie. Star of that movie. Star of this movie.
0: Exactly. Although, although who is really the star of this movie?
1: It's an ensemble, really. It's an it's ensemble, fucking, I guess really, You could yeah. say Buttercup's the star in a lot of ways. Uh,
0: Robert Wright? Um, I'd say pretty much equally, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, her and, her and Wesley are, Buttercup yeah. and Wesley are pretty much equal.
0: Okay, plot hole. I just Uh-oh. realized this. Okay. Uh, how does Wesley know that Buttercup's been kidnapped?
1: Um... That's uh, he must have intercepted the plans. I'm sure that's covered in the book. Okay, he yeah, maybe. Have, he must have being a pirate. There must have been plans mailed over. Maybe water. yeah.
0: Maybe he knows. Uh, oh, I guess I was gonna say maybe he knows Vizini, but Vizini doesn't seem to know him. So no, no, I don't know.
1: but yeah, he could have heard of them. You know, they're scoundrels.
0: Yeah, definitely. Anyway, yeah, uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe you can find this book. out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. see if that that might be in the book. You're right. Uh, any other questions you might have too? Like all well, the stuff we should look into next week, we could start doing that too. All right. Well, that's uh that's our episode for this week. Our yeah. Princess Bride episode. Uh, we're I, just. I us. had a
0: lot of fun rewatching this movie.
1: Me too. It was great. Fucking great yeah. fun. Such especially a good
0: on my uh fantastic laserdisc edition of this.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> fucking uh, uh, extremely classic version of it way to watch yeah, it
0: exactly <laughs> um, but yeah anyway so uh, we will all see you next week with the rest of this th-
1: with the rest of the stuff
0: about this uh, fantastic film and uh, just like to give a quick shout out to our listeners in Brazil
1: wow that's a new one uh, well, welcome. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, so, so next week production, all that, and uh, some good All maybe the we'll get down to the bottom she stuff. did. It's going awesome. to be good.
3: Now, this did happen once upon a time when things were not so complex, and how he worshiped the ground she walked. And when he looked in her eyes, he became obsessed. Love was stronger than the power so dark A prince could have within his keeping His spells to weave and steal a heart